It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And welcome to Carcon Carne and happy Friday, a three-day weekend for a lot of people. I'm James Van Ossel, joined by a guy who is truly a, a man of the people. He is a comedian. He's a sportscaster. He's a larger-than-life Chicago media personality. He is Pat Tomasulo, and he is part of Zany's virtual Laugh More Live Cupid edition happening on Valentine's Day. When you think love and you think of more, you think of Pat Tomasulo. <laughs> right, clearly, that guy right there. Yeah, you're damn right you are. My wife's right here. She could tell you how how romantic it is being married to me. Ain't that right, honey? You, definitely. You definitely. She felt pressured to say that. Nah, man. Valentine's Day, that's amateur day. Listen, when you're married to Pat Tomasulo, the romance never stops, my friend. You know, I, I know you're always working, Pat. This is such a weird time. I, I started to think, oh, should I feel guilty about doing this podcast in the middle of a work day? Yeah. Then I, then I realized I'm at work all the time now. I'm never not at work because I'm at home. All, I don't commute anymore. I'm always working. So I think this is okay. Can I? Yeah, no, this is fine, man. I'm in early, so I'm done by now anyway. The only work I'm doing right now, like I was telling you, we're, we're doing our, our kitchen and we're, we're looking at cabinets. So to be honest, that's far harder work than any of the nonsense I do in my day job. This is a nice deviation from it my friend are you, are you an active participant or are you at the point where you're just saying yeah that's fine whatever yeah sure all i yes but all i ask james is i want to reserve the right to veto and 99.9 percent of the time there's no need for me to exercise that right however when she's been looking at cabinets for 11 days in a row and then she stumbles upon a picture on house that she thinks, oh, shiny black cabinets would be a great idea. That's when I have to step in and say, you know what? Why don't we take a step back from cabinets for a day? And then we'll look at them with fresh eyes in a couple of days. And if you feel the same, I'm with you, honey. But just let's hit the old Control-Alt-Delete on cabinet brain and see what we... And God love her. She always comes home. I love her. You know, we're in that period of February of Chicago winter where it's just miserable every day, where it goes from yeah. booger freezing cold to horrible snow. And all this makes me think of is you clearing snow with a flamethrower. Yeah. It's that time of year. Sadly, that was um, more for show than anything else. I really believed that that would work clearing snow. And I, I do think if you had the proper flamethrower, it would probably work fantastically. But a lot of these homemade commercial grade flamethrowers, you're basically just squirting propane with a pilot light. So all it does is light the snow on fire. But if you get one of those solid like World War II era tanks on the back with the oh, flamethrower yeah. that like I think that thing could do some damage. But what I had that didn't do squat. Well, I appreciate I appreciate your ambition. I mean, successful people don't get to where they are with that without that level of ambition. You got to fail a number of times before you succeed. That's it, Pat. So 
I mentioned Man of the People. Did WGN pull that show just because they hate laughter? What? I think they probably hate laughter, but not as much as they hate spending money. I think that was uh, oh boy. Oh lost boy. the video. I, I, I yeah, yeah, hold it. on. I got some some dum dum who's uh, I'm going to decline it. Somebody's trying to call me on the other end. That's I apologize for that. So you can't silence this call waiting when you're on your phone. That's the. That, that was ominous. I mentioned the canceled show. Suddenly everything goes dark. Like, yeah. I, uh, yeah. No. So I don't know where you lost me. I think, um, you know, they're just, uh, you know, it's a, it was a little pricey doing that show. And I think, uh, you know, we did well, like our numbers were pretty good. Our ratings were pretty good. And, but to be honest, it was not a, uh, you know, working 90 hours a week on that show was just not sustainable for me anyway. So, I think it was in the end, it was kind of like when you put an injured horse out of its misery, you know, I was, I was running around with a broken leg around the track and I think they showed mercy on me. It's been my contention that sarcasm is a dying art. It's a lost art. Few people are doing it well anymore. I think you are exemplary in your use of sarcasm. Well, that's very, that's very high praise. A A lot of people misinterpret that as uh how would you say douchebaggery? But I think it's a fine art of, of sarcasm that, you know, the sad thing is that uh, fine art is lost on a lot of people. I think a lot of people are very, very literal now and too literal in what they interpret, what you say and do. And, uh, you know, that's too bad because I'm not going to stop being a wise ass. Well, and you just touched on something. I talked to T. Murph yesterday, who will also yeah. be on the bill with you on Sunday night. It's the Zany's virtual comedy series, Laugh More Live, 8 p.m. Valentine's Day. But it's an interesting time to be a comic in that the audience is ready to be pissed off. The audience is ready yeah. to take offense. Yeah. Everyone's walking on eggshells waiting for something to, to happen. Are, yeah. Do you feel that? I don't care. Uh, I... I know my uh, material and, you know, listen, I think it comes down to if you know the kind of person you are and you do material that does not uh, cross your own boundaries. Right. I think I have a pretty good common sense grasp on what's offensive and what isn't. And I think I, I vet my material very closely that if you're offended by something I say, I don't care because in any, if it's judged with any modicum of common sense, you wouldn't be offended by it. Now, the only way you get into a little trouble, and this is, this is the trouble now because everybody has a phone, you know, you got to work out your material somehow. You can't just say it at home to yourself and know that it's going to work or not. So sometimes when you're in the you know, early stages of a new bit and it's uh, 9.30 on a Tuesday night and there's 15 people in the club and, you know, you're, you're just throwing some stuff at the wall. Those are the instances where you can find uh, you can get into a little bit of trouble. But there's, there's got to be room for comedians to fail. There's got to be some space. It can't all be, you can't be judged on, on that kind of... Uh, on that kind of material. Social media. We're, we're doing this live on Facebook as we're recording this. You're on TikTok. Oh, yeah. 
How do you feel about that? I, 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 I thought there was like an age threshold to that. Like if you're over 25, you, you can't be on that platform. Well, listen, I, I can't guarantee how much longer that's going to last because the more I'm on that app, the more infuriated I get. I like to do an app like that to make fun of the people who take seriously an app like that. You know, I, there are, listen, moms out there, uh, you're all wonderful. You're doing a great job with your kids. Uh, there's blogs. Those are great for you. You shouldn't be showing your ass on TikTok, though. You're 45 years old. There it's is. over. It's over. You age out of some things. And TikTok dancing in your living room by yourself doing multiple takes you just it's not for you uh so no you'll never see me doing anything uh what's the word anything serious or anything authentic on tiktok other than making a fool of myself or others are you really seriously podcasting now oh yeah yeah my second one uh is out today that's amazing i i felt triggered I i felt attacked Watching you talk about it, saying how you don't want to have an Excel spreadsheet for guest yeah. booking. Uh, it's a lot of work, right? Yeah. No, listen, 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 don't take that personally. That's just my process. That's just that's the journey I'm on. You know, you're on a different journey than I am. And we're both on different journeys. I just uh, it's more so with comics, because say I have one of my comedian buddies on my podcast then i owe him or her an appearance and i just can't go out being in debt to podcast guests so to me it was a lot easier to just sit in my own house and not have to worry about guests but i applaud and i uh lift up any of you who want to do interview i listen to a lot of interview podcasts and it takes a lot of work I'm just not that interested in committing that much work to this process. I, but you're right. It is a lot of work. And I think yeah. I, I've said this a million times when I make my first million from podcasting, the yeah. first thing I'm doing is hiring a producer or someone to book. For sure. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's the lion's share of work right there. Listen, I have, I've made $3 and 50 cents in YouTube revenue and I've already hired a producer. Look at so, that. And I'm not even booking anybody. So you're, we first came to know you as part of the WGN television morning show, which yeah. I, I've told radio colleagues through the years, stop looking at other radio shows for advice or hints on how to do morning radio. Look to WGN because you guys have that figured out and you have for a while. I, I really that to me is about as local and as well run and as engaging as anything you'll find in local media. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. You know, I think when you've been on the show as long as I have and you experience it every day, you run the risk of sometimes, I don't know that taking it for granted is necessarily the right expression, but I think sometimes you fail to realize how unique it is. And then you see not only in this market, at times over the years, people try to replicate it. But then you go to other markets and you see them not trying to replicate it and just how awful it is. You know, I think 
overall, like one thing I've, I've definitely realized after living in Chicago is that the local news here, even our worst local news station, and I'm not going to mention any names, no matter how hard you try, uh, is still better than New York news, LA news. I believe that's um, I, I don't even think it's close. And, you know, I grew up in, in the New York market and that was always kind of a dream in my younger days to work there. And that's, that's not the case now. Um, so nationally, I don't even think it's close what, what our show does compared to shows in other markets and, and in the market. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unlike, it's unlike anything else. Now the sacrifice you make to do it is you never actually sleep. You'd be surprised. You, you yeah. find time. Well, you listen, steal a nap here or there. I will say, I will say this, you know, in the beginning when you're trying to make your bones and, and build a segment and build a, a profile, you know, I used to get in at God, two 30 in the morning. Um, 15 years later, I'm not getting in at two, two 30 in the morning. And once you've gotten in at two 30 in the morning, anything past 4am, honest to God is like sleeping in for me. Cause I, I used to get in at two 30 in the morning. And when I first started doing stand up, there were some nights I wouldn't get home until 11 o'clock on a, on a work night, you know, cause you, you're not, you don't start off headlining clubs. You're doing crap shows and open mics and anything you can get on. Um, and that was, that was very, very difficult for a number of years. So then when I started getting in later, it's like, Oh, whew, it's easy. Doing comedy for TV versus doing comedy on stage, stand-up comedy seems like two very different approaches to storytelling. Are they, are you flexing different parts of your brain when you, when you write for television and when you write for stage? Yeah, completely, completely. But I will say that, you know, they say in stand-up, the hardest thing, you know, the first five years, you know, for people who start out only trying to do comedy, the first five years is them trying to find their voice, their point of view. Whereas I kind of stepped into it with that already established because the stuff I was doing on TV for eight years before I started doing stand-up kind of honed that perspective and that point of view so that was already there so i was kind of starting with a little bit of a leg up but yeah it's a totally different it's a it's a totally different um skill set so how do you prepare for a virtual stand-up show like what you're doing sunday for zanies well i'll just do my material the same as always i think there's probably a little bit more, I'll do a little bit more crowd work in a virtual show. I'm not one, and a live show, I just like to get up there, do my material um, and, and get off. I'm not, you know, I'll do crowd work, but it's not something I go out there seeking to do. Whereas these Zoom shows, the, you know, the crowd work is, is good because there's a lot to work with, uh, you know, seeing... You get sometimes you get these old old people on Zoom and, and, the, and the, you know, there's like 15 inches of headroom or the, the camera's like elevated eight feet. And, you know, um, that, that's the best part of this pandemic era. If you're if you're to find a, a glass half full approach, 
getting to see inside people's homes the best part of this whole thing. Oh uh, yeah, I'm judging all of your homes. I'm I'm looking at your vinyl collection back there. I'm I'm listen. The second I got out, I'm like, that's a nice backdrop. This is a guy who I can respect. He's not. He's not in his basement with like a Blackhawks banner from the early nineties. He's got a ta- He's got a fern of some sort back there. It's very feels very Chicago. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm judging kitchens all the time. Well, People especially now that like it's this. top of mind. I mean, now, now you're shopping. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's that's a composite. That's that's not natural stone on that counter. So Sunday night, it is the Zany's virtual comedy series, Laugh More Live, the Cupid edition. Uh, nothing is nothing could be more romantic than spending the evening with Pat Tomasulo. Also, Joe Killigan, uh, T. Murph, Carly Kane and the host, the very funny Calvin Evans. Tickets a value at any price. I'm sure you would agree. Ten dollars. Oh, what a bargain. What a bargain. Uh, Twenty five bucks if you want to go VIP. I might buy a ten dollar ticket just because it's such a fantastic deal and I'm going to be there and I might just buy it because it's that great of a deal. Gift it to a friend. Yeah. I think $25 is to be included in the live zoom audience. So they'll have monitors set up where if you pony up a couple extra bucks, you can be essentially in the audience for the comedians to uh, rip you to shreds. That's kind of fun. Pat, I, I can't believe we haven't met yet. It's such a pleasure. I really appreciate you doing this. And My I pleasure. Forward, I look forward to seeing you on the, the Zanies thing on Sunday night. You got it. Thanks so much.